138 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I am your host, Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And we are here live, alive to us anyways, in the Pat Cave of Magenta Manor. And we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Once you go deadly, you don't go back. Uh, because we are part of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Uh, we have over 30 shows, and we're just adding some more. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Check out thedorkening.com when you get a chance. But uh, I am joined today, as always, by my co-host on the show and my co-host in life. She is the real housewife of Transylvania, the Countess of Cabernet, the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Mistress of Merlot, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the Queen of the Monsters, and an honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen... Ashes for nightmare. Witch, please. Oh yeah, we are. Uh, we're talking some witchy stuff today. It's gonna be uh, a fun episode. We're getting crafty up in here. Yeah, and this is uh, this is a character that you've liked for a while, and you uh, only got introduced to her through uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think it says a lot to the magic of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's introducing us you know, non-comic book people to some of these characters that we wouldn't have been introduced to else, you know, elsewhere, mm -hmm. elsewise. And I love this character. She's my favorite MCU character. And I find myself, um, you know, doing some research on her in the Marvel comic book universe. Yeah, yeah, the... Uh which can be incredibly convoluted, which we're going to get and, into. And, you know, we're talking about this character in anticipation of one of the, uh, one of my highly anticipated things dropping this year. Uh, was supposed to come out last year, like, you know, many things, but is coming out the first two episodes. Tomorrow. Drop tomorrow on Disney+. Plus. We're talking about WandaVision. So, of course, today we are talking about Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. Yes, uh, and is, she's she's such an interesting character. She has a, a very diverse history, like we were saying. A lot of a lot of uh, retcons. And yeah, we'll we'll get into that a little bit during our main discussion. But yeah, they some of these characters' backstories are really hard to. Follow in the comic book world because there are different storylines, there are different universes. They retcon things, they say one thing, and they're like, oh no, wait, you know what? In this story, it's going to be something completely different. So it makes it a little difficult for somebody who is not well versed and heavily involved in comic book reading to kind of follow along. And, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why I enjoy these cinematic universes is because it's giving you one side of the story. Yeah, and what's nuts about these comics and stuff is that every writer, every time a new writer comes on, they're going to change Yeah, they're like, the oh, wait, story. no, I, I have a different idea. Like, this is the direction I want to go in. Right, they'll still use... Which is great because it gives, you know, comic book readers all of these opportunities to have... You know, to to follow all of these different characters. Like they'll still use some of the same stuff, but they'll retcon it slightly. Where it's like, um, you know, I think Stephen King wrote a uh, a Spider-Man story, and you know, one day Spider-Man is just you know out and about doing some stuff, having a good time, and he sees this other guy that's like climbing up a wall next to him, and 
Spider-Man's like, holy crap, you have Spider-Man powers? And the guy's like, what, you thought you were the only one? He's like, you thought it was the radiation that made that spider special? No, that was just a special breed of spider that every time it bites somebody, it gives people powers. So, you know, I'll catch you later. And he, like, you know, Spider-Manned his way off, leaving, you know, Peter all confused. You know, so it's, you get to, you're not changing the origin but you're changing an aspect of the origin mm-hmm. to broaden the story and advance it because there's only so many times you can fight a specific, uh, you can spite, fight a specific um, bad guy. Right, and I think it creates longevity for some of these characters too, where you know creating these new storylines, retconning the backstory. Um, putting these characters in different situations creating other universes other worlds for these characters almost like parallel universes or whatever right the multiverse um you know it, it gives these characters an opportunity to really survive and thrive in ways that you know without the story being long and drawn out and you know readers and, being like oh my god can you just please kill this character off already you know it's the same thing every you know every every is it called episodes or every issue 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 that's a word well they've also given you know the the multiverse stories also give you um you know the options of you know experimenting with storylines to see how fans would react like okay what if we killed off you know, what if we had Deadpool become self-aware and, you know, he knows that he's in a comic book, but what happens if he decides one day he's just going to kill everyone? So they have the, you know, blank kills the Marvel Universe. The Punisher one is pretty good. Uh, the Deadpool one is pretty good. Because uh, then you get to come up with fun and creative ways to kill some of these, like, insanely powerful characters, like when he kills the Hulk, you know, how he kills Spider-Man. Like, there's some really interesting stuff, and you can do these different things, like... They did, uh, and there's a show that's going to be coming out, the Marvel What If. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there was one that I remember, and I have the, the trading card for it, where uh, Doctor Doom and, and, I think it was Doctor Doom, uh, and Iron Man went back in time, and Iron Man got stranded back in Arthurian England and became Sir Anthony of Iron and took over for uh, Arthur after he died and built a British empire that spanned half the globe because he was just, he was unopposed. Like, he's fucking Iron Man in, like, the 13, 1400s. Like, who's gonna, who can stop him? You know? So it's like a what if, or what if the Punisher got the uh, Venom symbiote? You know? So, like, now all of a sudden he's bulletproof and he's a lot stronger so you know it you know because that's what the venom symbiote does it enhances all your your stuff and then they started coming out with the multiverse like you know what if you know galactus you know destroyed earth and the fantastic four never stopped him like you know in this universe that's what this happened you know it's kind of like the flashpoint storylines in mm-hmm. dc you know so it's it's a lot of fun getting the opportunity to like tell these ridiculous insane stories kill off whatever characters you want to kill off it doesn't matter because it's not the main marvel continuity the earth 616 i believe is what it's called uh you know and you're able to just do all this and make 
any story you want happen because it's like, oh, well, that happened in Earth 217. You know, we got to see that in the Spider-Verse when they saw all the different versions of Spider-Man, you know, Miles Morales, Spider-Gwen, um, that young girl that had the Spider-Robot, Spider-Man Noir, which was voiced by Nick, uh, Academy Award winner Nick Cage. You know, so there's a lot of cool stuff that was done that, uh, you know, they can continue to do. But we had a thought because uh, the, Wanda is one of the Maximoff twins, the other being Quicksilver, and uh, which you've seen in the Marvel Pietro, Maximoff. Pietro Maximoff, which you've seen in both the Marvel and uh, Fox cinematic universe. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, yeah, because there was two different origins and storylines. Um, you get to see, you know, they're, they're twins. So our getting into character question is, if you could be a twin to any of the Marvel mutants, who would you be a twin to? Now, if this character already has a twin, like if you were like, oh, I would want to be twins with, you know, the Maximoff kids, you know, like, okay, so you'd be one of the triplets, you know, which would make sense because, you know, you, you get Elizabeth Olsen. And the Olsen twins. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there. She's used to being the third wheel. There's only, there's actually only one Olsen twin. They just move back and forth so fast it's imperceptible. Yeah. So, uh, who is your, who's your pick there? Ed? I almost called you Slashes. That's the wrong show. Yeah, that's a different show. That's, that's a different person. She's not here today. Yeah. She's not here right <laughs> Slashes isn't here right now, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> um, so what's your? Uh... So I have three. I've I have three choices, three different characters. Um, one being Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I but kind of I, I would I would be. I would uh, be the Maximoff triplet. Ashes Maximoff, Magenta Magic. That would be my name. Ooh, there you go. Right, like that. That's kind of cool. That's kind of fun. Um, that name also works for the second character I would love to be a a, a twin with, and that's Dazzler. Oh, uh, Allison, Allison, um, oh, don't tell me. Allison, fuck. Janny. Janny, yes. No, no that's not, that's not it. That's the, I was going to say, like, that's just like the actress. <laughs> oh, I forget her name. It's Allison something. But yeah, Dazzler, because she's a rock star. Right, and she has this whole, like, white and blue thing going, so I could be all pink and... I'd be like the the gem to her dazzler. Yeah, let me look that up. It's like uh, it would be it would be fantastic. And and those are some of the names of those those comics that she's involved with. Uh, something about like adventures in disco land or something like that. Like I'm I'm kind of here for that. Allison Blair. Oh, I was close. I was close. See, and it kind of works. Ashes, Allison. Ashlison. She or not. was originally she was originally a disco singer because she came out uh, in the seventies. Dazzler and Razzler. She, uh, if you were, we're gonna give were, them the old razzle dazzle. She had the ability <laughs> to convert sound into light beams of various uh, forms and intensity. Also, a highly accomplished roller skater. Right, we could we quick. Could, we, Magneto's quick destroying to the downtown. Disco. <laughs> Magneto's destroying downtown. Do we have anyone that's good at roller skating? Hey, you know what? Uh, those derby girls. 
are vicious, okay? Yeah, but how good vicious. are they against somebody that... Uh... Razzler and Dazzler. We're doing this. It's a thing. It's happening. Razzle? First it's a candy, then it's a gum? Give him the old <laughs> razzle-dazzle. Oh, my Spare God. fingers. Yeah. Um, and then the third person I would want to be a twin with, because I think growing up and being involved in this person's life would be so much fun, and I'm a fucking weirdo, this person's a fucking weirdo, is uh, Wade... Wilson. Wade Wilson. Deadpool. Yep. I'd be Ashpool. Okay. Ashpool. 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 Uh, so for me, um, see, this one was tough because there were a lot of different mutants that I liked uh, growing up as a kid. And then there were a couple I was like, oh, I'm going to be. Oh, no, he's not. He's not a mutant. Oh, no. I wouldn't be Ashpool. It'd be Deadpool and Mortuary. Ooh, Mortuary, girl. Yeah, they could call you Morty for short. <laughs> Go to hell. You, you know that Deadpool would call you Morty for short. You know this. Mm-hmm. He would call you Morty. Deadpool and Mortuary. Just like that. Deadpool and Morty. <laughs> Come on, Morty. Let's go through the portal. <laughs> so, this one would have to. I don't know if it technically counts as a twin because there's a clone. So, but I would be. Uh, I would want to be uh, uh, Nathaniel uh, Gray Malkin. Oh, he has so many different names Gray Malkin, Summers, Cable. Cable in the comics, especially in the Executioner song, uh, when they fought against Strife, who is the So would exact... your name be Streaming Service? My name would be On Demand. H-O-D, <laughs> <laughs> Hero On Demand. Um, because he's got, like, the advanced fighting skills, the ability to... the the, the techno-organic virus that kind of rampaged through his body, but he was able to fight it off thanks to Apocalypse. And uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, of uh, telekinetic and telepathic powers, um, so that's what I would go with. Uh, I would also want to be uh, twins with Forge, whose mutant ability is being able to build anything uh, any type of electronic forge and Bob the Builder. Yes, I would be Bill the, <laughs> Bill the Bobder. Uh, can he fix it? Yes, he can. Like he could, he could make anything uh, out of any. Like he just like you know, kind of like the uh, the the scene in Iron Man. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. Like that's what Forge can do. Like he could like take apart your microwave and turn it into a Gatling gun. Like. He's just, like, that's his mutant power. And if I were to pick three, because you also picked three, I don't know. There, I mean, we can venture out of the Marvel universe. Like, right, you wouldn't want to be twins with King Shark? No. You'd be a shark. Yeah, I know, but there's downsides to that. King I'm talk- Shark and Prince Minnow. Yeah. <laughs> Mermaid Man and <laughs> Barnacle Boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, because the only Marvel has the the mutants. So if we're going twins, um, the only other one, um, probably. See, this is tough. Probably Darwin. Uh, even though he got killed really quickly in uh, 
was it First Class, I think it was? I don't know. One of the X-Men movies, he got killed really quickly. Darwin's ability, uh, and the reason they call him Darwin is because he can rapidly evolve to uh, face whatever threat is in front of him. Mm-hmm. In the World War Hulk uh, thing, you know, so if, like, he's fighting someone who has ice powers, he'd turn into, like, a fire guy. Mm-hmm. You know, or if he was fighting someone with fire powers, he'd turn into a water guy, you know? Like he was fighting a guy made of paper, he'd turn into scissors, you know? If he was fighting a rock, he'd turn into paper. Like if he was fighting Dwayne Johnson, he'd turn into paper and just crumple up on him. Mm-hmm. So during the World War Hulk storyline, Hulk comes to the X-Mansion and asks for Professor Xavier. And they're like, you know, we can't do that. And he's like, I'm asking you nicely. Otherwise, I will fucking destroy every single one of you, which he does. Like... Wolverine gets him and he's like, all right, uh, I've had enough of you. And he takes Wolverine and just like throws him to New Jersey. Um, no, that was somebody else. Someone was like, oh, I'm invulnerable. He's like, fine, go be invulnerable in New Jersey. And he just fucking threw him. Um, New Jersey smells. Yes, it does. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. And it's a stereotype. But we, when we drove to New Jersey, it started, you're like, oh, what's that smell? And I was like, Jersey. Um, muff cabbage. Muff cabbage. Um, Darwin's Darwin's powers kicked in, and he teleported away. Wow! Because that was the most appropriate response. Like instead of like I'm going to turn into someone even stronger, that wasn't going to happen. So he turned into a teleporting guy and teleported away. Oh, I have another one. Oh. Okay. So I would twin with Emma Frost. I almost picked Emma Frost. I would be Ash's room temperature. Ash's room temperature. And instead of turning into diamond like she does, I would turn into rhinestone. Turn into wine. <laughs> turn into Swarovski crystal. Uh, she fought against the Hulk at that point because she has a... The, what, what's the... Moissanite. Moissanite. Cu- cubic zirconia. I would turn into cubic zirconia. Ashes, room temperature. Genuine. Turn into worth. cubic zirconia. Fuck all. Um, <laughs> no, there's a... Uh, there, in speaking of that uh, World War Hulk thing, she tried to get into the Hulk's head with her powerful psionic abilities, mm-hmm. and Hulk drove her into the ground like a fucking tent peg. Yeah. Because and she because she had turned diamond, and uh, like just in time too. And Hulk's like, okay, well, I'm putting you in this situation where you could turn back into your normal form because she can't use her psionic abilities when she's diamond. Like you could turn back in and control my brain, but you'll get crushed and killed. And if you don't do it fast enough, I'll still be rampaging, and you and you would have died for nothing. Mm-hmm. And she's like. I will stay diamond until someone digs me out. That's pretty much what happened. But I, I, I like that uh, those various uh, those various choices. I never in a million years expected you to say uh, Allison Blair Dazzler, like because that's not she's not in the MCU. She's not one of those characters that you really see. Um, I think they did have like a, a brief glimpse of her in one of the movies. But, like, you don't really know it's her. Yeah, wasn't it in the uh, Dark Phoenix? 
It might have been Dark Phoenix, um, but it was like a quick glimpse. Yeah, she it, she wasn't a prominent character. It's not no. like she was introduced and had like a fleshed out, you know, character and storyline and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that was um, that was those that was some pretty solid choices. I could as soon as you said Dazzler, I was like, yep, Rockstar, yep. Her and Longshot were. I think it was Longshot. He only has four fingers. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird... That sounds like a good time. Well, no, his whole uh, his whole thing is he's very lucky. Like, that's his, his thing. I also like Speedball. Speedball was kind of fun. And I, I was a big fan of uh, Cannonball when I was a kid. Sam Guthrie played by uh, the Stranger Things kid. See, I kind of expected you to say Nightcrawler. See, I thought... You know who would say Nightcrawler? Steve Van Sampson. Loves Nightcrawler. It's like his favorite dude. Um, I like Nightcrawler... But, oh, you know what? Just had an idea. You know who I would be? Because Nightcrawler is also, a, I think he's a twin. I don't I forget. Uh, with Mystique. I would uh, I would want to be twins with Mystique and have the same power as her. Because then I could turn into a girl and start an OnlyFans. And, like, some of these girls make, like, $4 million a month. I would allow that. Yeah. I'd say, hey, go sell your body. Go do stuff. I'd do it for, like, go a do, year. Go do hot girl shit. I would do it for, like, a year and retire. <laughs> So that's what I would do. So let us know what you would do. Who would you would you would want to switch places with? Either in the Facebook group because you folks have been doing that a lot. Uh, you know, talking about uh, some of the stuff that we've been discussing on the show. You've been posting in the group, and we Which really appreciate it. Which is what the it. Facebook group is for. So good job, guys. You're doing a good job. Um, so let us know who you'd want to be a twin with, and uh, you know, have their powers. And uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be discussing Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks, too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip, and you'll know why we say... Once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Are you looking to add to your collection of sports memorabilia? Trying to find that grail item to show off to your friends? Do you like to win? Then head on over to the Major Sports Drops group on Facebook. From pucks to jerseys, bats to helmets, Major Sports Drops is your place for sports memorabilia items dropped daily. Signed by today's stars as well as Hall of Famers. Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Mike Ditka, Barry Sanders, Wade Boggs, Zdeno Chara, Odell Beckham, Lamar Jackson, Frank Thomas, and many more autographs have already been pulled. You can get in on the action for as little as $5 per spot. There are multiple drops each day, with special contests also running at various times each month as well. So join the Major Sports Drops Facebook group and get in on the action today. Heavenly shades of night are calling. It's twilight time. Wonder and vision. Aren't we a fine pair? This is our home now. I want us to fit in. Oh, this is gonna be a gas! Where did you two move from? How long have you been married? And why don't you have children yet? Our story. 
I think what my wife means to say is that we moved from... Moved from where? Married when? Damn it, why? Oh, Arthur, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Deep in the dark, dark is spilled through. This is really happening. Like days of old, lighting the spark of love that fills me. Did. No. Why would you think that? Because you are. We are an unusual couple, you know. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. And we are back. I hope you uh, didn't miss us too much, but you enjoyed those ads. Um, I just want to uh, let you know that we are having a very fun time interacting with everybody on Facebook. And when we do our live shows, we really appreciate you guys jumping in and uh, having fun with us. And so we're going to be doing more live shows. Because, I mean, we've got time. You've got time. Let's yeah. have time together. Right. You know, let's let's make time for each other and uh, have some fun times. Uh, I know there are some folks who are uh, not too thrilled about Valentine's Day coming out, and they'd rather have second Halloween. So we're going to restart the uh, horror trivia tournaments, and we're going to get that. We're, uh, we're looking to upgrade some of our equipment as well. And uh, if you haven't seen, because I just posted it in the group today, we are raffling off a super awesome prize and we'll talk about that more later on but stay tuned for details on how you can help us give you better content help me help help me Ray help me help you help me so today helping helping our, uh, our topic of discussion is Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. And we're going to be... There's too many storylines, so what we like to do when we have these type of characters, we're going to discuss uh, what you might be most familiar with, which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe version, and kind of touch on some of the storylines that uh, highlight like where they pulled some of the inspiration from. Right. For that character. We're going to compare and contrast a little bit between the comic book universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe and kind of get you all ready to watch WandaVision tomorrow. Yes. So, Ashes. Yes. You uh, have liked this character for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ever since we went to the theater to see Avengers Age of Ultron, yep. which was the introduction uh of this character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you don't count the end credit scene. Yeah, if you don't cr- count the end credit scene of... I think it was one of the Thor movies. Yeah. I, I Or one of the Captain America. I honestly don't remember which, which one it is. There's so many... I think it was... Hold on. I'm, I might have a little tidbit in here. In my notes. Was it an Iron Man movie? In my notes. Winter Soldier. All right. I was going to say, I was thinking Winter Soldier, but then like I was thinking the end credits scene. Yes. So technically, 
her uh, Wanda Maximoff and her twin brother Pietro are first introduced as test subjects in a hydro facility in the Eastern European country of Slovakia. Sokovia. Sokovia. Not to be confused with Slovakia. Right. Different guy. Uh, commanded by Baron Wolfgang von Strucker. The twins are among the, among the few survivors of Strucker's experiments on humans using the scepter previously wielded by Loki. Yes, the, um, the and mind stone. Uh, correct. Yeah. Correct. So, and that's kind of where one of the differences between the comic book character and the cinematic character the begins. The biggest difference, right, I would say. Is, is kind of their, their origin story, um, how they obtained their powers, so to speak. And we saw this a couple of times in the Marvel universe, uh, the cinematic universe, because um, What's-Her-Face also got her powers from the Tesseract. Uh, Captain Marvel. Correct, yes. So she got her powers from the Tesseract, and these guys got their powers from the Mind Stone, which also powered Vision later on. Um, and Sokovia, like, you really get to see them in Age of Ultron, like you said. Which, you know, now that I'm, you're, you're saying this out loud, makes the relationship between Scarlet Witch and Vision in the cinematic universe a little more solid. The fact that she has a bond to the Mind Stone. Obviously, Vision is powered by the Mind Stone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I love that bond anyways, and we'll get into that a little bit, but uh, a little later, I should say. Um, but that, it, it, that makes sense. Like, in, in that, the way you're saying that, it just makes sense right now. Yeah. Yeah, and because they are linked, you know, at a, a like, beyond, so like, on a metaphysical level. Right, yeah. It, it's it's almost like they, they were, uh, in that way, destined to be together. It seems that way. It seems that way. You know, and he's a robot, so it doesn't, you know, you know, maybe had, had uh, uh, Pietro survived, you know, maybe they would have, you know, been a thing. Because he's got the same, the, he's got the powers there, so. That would have been hot. You know, either way. But, you know, in the comics, this is something that's true to the comics. Wanda and the Vision are uh, are a thing. Uh, I guess in some versions they have little robot babies. Um, but there's some, there's some, there's some weird shit. So, what is, did you, did you f see Bova? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yes. give folks. Oh God. The John Ramita. Is it John, not John Ramita. Uh, Lee and and Ditko, I believe. So obviously, we know her backstory, uh, her origin story in the MCU. Right. We just touched. We on just it. talked about it. Uh, in the comic book series, it's a little more complicated interesting yes so to speak either of those words um, is and what's crazy is that their backstory because they're secondary characters there really wasn't uh, a one comic book like one issue that gave their entire backstory it was spread out amongst a bunch of different issues it's mostly told through flashbacks and you know uh things like that like you don't it's not like a spider-man where it's like hey this is the spider-man series here's how peter parker got his powers 
you know. So it was Magneto before he became Magneto and his wife. Magna or something. M- uh, yeah, like like Magna or Magna or, or, or whatever her name was. Maggie. Um, sure. Let's call her uh, They were together. They were became separated. Because he had used his powers. Right. He has, he had, because he was kind of in this like, uh, almost like witness protection. Yeah, he had used. Where he the, had changed his name. I think to, you're, you're. Am I you're, uh, getting you're, things mixed up? Yeah, you're conflating uh, the movie Age of Apocalypse with what happened. There was an incident, because uh, he didn't know he was a mutant yet in this, in this particular storyline. He didn't know he was a mutant yet, but something happened that triggered his powers, and it frightened her to the point that she ran off and uh, left him. But she was pregnant and had the twins, but she died during childbirth. Right, and Magneto didn't know that she was pregnant, so he had no idea yeah, that they he had, had children. It, this, yeah, out the way the I universe. the way I described it was like she ra- she was like nine months pregnant, ran outside, had the babies. Yeah, no, 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 she no. was pregnant, she, and months later, she had the babies and died. Like she ran away probably first trimester. She might not have even known she was pregnant at right. the time. She may not. Have um, known. You know that that's I believe that detail is is unknown, uh, but she finds herself at this facility. Where this sentient cow, bova, cow guy, cow man, don't have a cow man. Um, no, they did have a cow man. They did have a cow man, yes. Uh, bova uh, was pretty much the nurse, the doctor, the whatever you call the doctor that gives. Does the baby well, thing. Normally that would be a doula, but in this case it would be a moolah. Um, <laughs> um, but anyways, she has the twins and she passes away. She dies during childbirth. Now, coincidentally, at the same time, somebody else was in there. This wizard. Wizard and... Mr. Wizard. No, there was wizard and... America lady or Miss Miss America Miss I don't know it's I Miss I, Universe one of those pageants it was a random uh, a random superhero um so she was also there giving birth she died during childbirth and the child was stillborn Ch- yeah so Bova the cow guy tried to give the twins to Mr. Wizard the wizard under the pretense that those were his children and he denied them he's like neither he of those like, yeah, kids no. even looks like me they have magnet powers they look like Magneto and so that's the, ultimately they went to live with the Maximoffs though that was their, their, their adopted family Mm-hmm. That's how that's how they got the last name Maximoff, and had no idea that they were of mutant descent until one day their until, powers manifested. Right, and, and Scarlet Witch, who was you know not Scarlet Witch yet, just Wanda Maximoff, um, her powers manifested in a really powerful way. They called her Wanda Woman. <laughs> yeah, and her 
the the town being this like rural mountain town full Witch. of like yeah Witch. like they freaked out and tried to kill them and like again just which is always a really good idea let's kill the mutant and you know for whatever reason um our uh for whatever reason our um he's in the area he's just there i'm trying to remember why but i don't re- and there's yeah it, it's not important the important thing is he was there you know he had none on his belt which was the style at the time the important thing is he was there and he saved them and was like oh you guys you are totally my kids and he took them to be evil and raised them in the brotherhood of evil mutants Right, and they I don't think they really realized that they were e- you know evil, so to speak, you know that was his their 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 dad, they were doing what they were told um they were introduced uh in the comic books um let's see I would have guess as part of the X-Men. the uh as part of the brother brotherhood of evil mutants in x men number four uh march nineteen sixty four they were depicted as reluctant villains uninterested in Magneto's ideologies. The Scarlet Witch is depicted as calm and submissive, as with most female comic book characters at the time. Her costume was mainly composed of a bathing suit with straps, opera gloves, short boots, a leotard covering her body, a superhero cape, and a whipple. All of which were... A what? A, a wimple. A wimple. What, what's a wimple? I was asking you. Let me look at it. Some, something. Something. All of which were colored in shades of red. Wimple. What is a wimple? A cloth headdress covering the head, neck, and the sides (laughs) of the face, formerly worn by women and still worn by some nuns. Okay, so like... Like a habit. Yes. So like the but the the red thing so the the, the thing red that she piece, wears on her head yeah the red headpiece used to like be the a big lot pointy Wolverine more doodles um conservative correct like it used to cover her a little more right as opposed to like what we saw and what we've seen in the uh, some of the commercials for Wandavision where she has that red headdress that has like the the two points that go up again reminiscent of uh, Wolverine's mask. Yeah, so they were part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants for a little bit, and they obviously, oh, like I said, and Pyro and the Blob. They decided that that wasn't who they wanted to be. That wasn't them. And you obviously, don't even know me, Dad. they eventually joined the Avengers. Um, but they they felt like they owed a debt to Magneto. I mean, I mean, granted, it's that's their dad, but still, and he saved their they, lives. Yeah, he saved their lives, so they felt that they owed him some sort of debt, and they felt that you know the time that they had given him was kind of uh, a, a repayment for that. Time and, and, and that, yes, you know, their their time has been, you know, they they served their time, and they were free to go and they served their move sentence, about the cabin. and now they're free. Yes. Um, and what's funny is eventually, you know, Wanda stayed with the Avengers. I don't believe she was ever an X-Man, but uh, Pietro was. He ended up on uh, X-Factor, maybe? I don't know. There, So many teams changed. There's X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue. I remember that one for a while. 
And I always liked X-Men Blue because it had Psylocke and Wolverine, and Cyclops led that one. And X-Men Gold had Storm and Colossus. Um, so they had, like, the two different strike forces. And then, like, they, you know, there was X-Factor and X-Force and... Uh, I, I, there's a lot of different X teams, so I don't remember exactly who was on which team, but I know that uh, he ended up at some point uh, on one of the X-Men teams uh, after being an Avenger for a while. I don't know if he went back to the Avengers. Again, like there's a lot of convoluted backstory and history. Like There's one storyline uh, that I was telling you about, Ashes, off-air, where Wolverine is their father... But, like, they're also having an incestuous relationship, and, like, they're getting it on in the bushes, and Wolverine is just, like, watching them, which is, like, some, like, next-level Lannister shit here. Like, you know, Jamie and Cersei might have been getting it on, but Tywin wasn't, like, watching, kind of like, yeah. <laughs> This is my that's jam. weird. Yeah, well, it, that's so that's wrong. So when we say that she has a complicated and convoluted backstory, this is kind of what we're talking about. Now, one well, of, we didn't even mention the Elder God. I, I'm going to kind of touch on this as we're going. Cathan, Cathan. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Yeah, she was given powers by Cathan. Uh, yeah, so he visited her. And gave her, like, bestowed upon her some of his power and then came back at, and, like, used her, almost like used her body as a vessel to do his bidding on a couple of different occasions. But that is one of the reasons why she's able to alter reality and have the, without that, her powers would still be really great. And she would still be pretty fucking powerful. But because of that, because this elder god, Cathan, bestowed upon her a fraction, just a f- small fraction of a his power. His, his power. Uh, she's able to alter realities and create these other worlds. Well, there is... Um... <clears throat> Hence the whole House of M storyline. I, I kind of want to touch on House of M because that's one of those... And I'm not talking about, you know, Mickey... You know, the House of Mouse. Um, <laughs> the House of M storyline, because there's like all these weird things. I forget, what the hell is it? Like Madam Agatha or Lady Agatha or Agnes or something along those lines, uh, who was a mystic who taught her how to use what she was told was chaos magic. Mm-hmm. Um, but due to her reality warping abilities, she at one point. I forget what the triggering event was, but she simply said, no more mutants. And 98 percent, 98 and change percent of the mutants that were already around lost their powers and no more mutants were born. Like So just by speaking it into existence, she was able to uh, stifle the mutant gene and decimate, well, more than decimate, um, the... Uh, the mutant population. She was able to just completely destroy it because uh, that's how powerful she was. Just by, just by saying that, just by saying that, you know, like no more mutants, just gone, no more. Um, there was, I think, there was something along the lines of like, you know, she was supposed to be 
the Sorcerer Supreme at one point and take over for Doctor Strange because she is a, a, an incredibly powerful uh, sorceress. But she wasn't in the right mind state. Her, her right. mental state because is of... something of discussion throughout her entire being in the comic book universe. Which uh, we're going to touch on shortly because I think it affects um, I think that has something to do with WandaVision. And the upcoming multiverse of madness. I think that's House of M. Um, or or has something to do, like something along those lines. It will be something along those lines because it seems I like it's it leading has, into the Spider-Verse type thing that we're seeing from Spider-Man 3. I think it has something to do with her. Uh, so WandaVision takes place after Endgame. Yes. When they are living happily together. Which they shouldn't be because he's dead. Or, or well, I mean, but no, it which, takes place after Endgame. Which, My theory is she's the villain. She has created this, fu- which is why, like, sometimes it's like an '80s sitcom, and I think sometimes this is it's her the 50s. coping. Not well with everything. Yeah, exactly. Not well. Like she is broken, and I think it has to do with not just the fact that she watched, she killed him. Then he was brought back to life through the time stone. Only then was for her, killed again right, to watch him be killed again. But that connection with the mind stone. She lost her mind. She well, it fractured. And I think what really happened when it really happened was when the Infinity Stones were destroyed. And, you know, speaking of, so I think, you know, just kind of jump into the cinematic universe here. Um, she's powerful. She is so powerful in the cinematic universe. Uh, but her, she's not Scarlet Witch yet. No, she she has her powers. Like she's these... learning how to manifest them. She's learning how to use them. She's learning how to control them. Because when we first meet them, she has no clue how to, you know, keep everything under she control. She gives people visions and fucks with their heads. And then as she progresses, I kind of, um, I equate it to watching, as you watch the Captain America films, in each film, he uh, he he uh, performs a greater feat of strength. So in the first one, we see him, you know, chase down a, a, a fucking submarine and rip the door off of a a taxi in winter soldier we see him holding the helicopter and then in civil war we see him um you know like go toe-to-toe with iron man which he shouldn't be able to do because the iron man suit you know is very powerful so he keeps building up and then you know in uh infinity war we see him catch a punch from Thanos which he shouldn't be able to do so like his power keeps building up and we see that with Scarlet Witch like the first time we see her manipulating some blocks in a scene very reminiscent of Akira when they're showing Mm -hmm. all the other kids and then they show her you know doing all these little um, you know mind control techniques and uh some energy manipulation. I was shooting some energy bolts at people and stuff like that. Um, and then in Infinity War, we see her flying around and 
just wrecking shit like those giant like blade well, like drill things that she are also at stood up to thanos she uh yeah she was able with one hand destroy the mind stone and the other hand kind of block him with five of six infinity stones like she was able to do those two things simultaneously but it took a lot out of her and once she did it she was done right but at the same time could you imagine if she didn't wasn't trying to destroy the mind stone at the same time you know as as holding off thanos if she could put all of her power and energy into thanos she could have destroyed him no uh, she's not at that not at that it now perhaps like if she was comic book level but not where she is in uh in the in the uh, the the movie i mean in the in the comic books you know she she's kind of reality warper like she is as powerful as the reality well stone. and right and then she goes she, she has a redemption arc and i believe mm-hmm. that's kind of where they're at now with this character working on this redemption arc you know the avengers disassembled um it, it was like a, a a new i believe like a new generation of avengers yeah, because the Avengers she team has changed a bunch. She was key in defeating Doctor Doom. Which they've done a bunch of times. Like, the Avengers have had a lot of different... Like, Wolverine was an Avenger for a while. Uh, she had a, a Wonder Man, who is, you know, kind of like a generic, super strong, super durable guy. Um, they they had a, a relationship for a while. Spider-Woman was there, but she didn't have... She's not like Spider-Woman that most folks are familiar with. She, like, shot psionic webs at people, but, like, she couldn't stick to walls or, like, web swing. It was, like, a totally different type of spider powers. Um, but, you know, Scarlet Witch was on that team. You know, Spider-Man's been on that team back and forth. You know, it's weird. They switch teams around a lot, like Ghost Rider, Wolverine, Hulk, and Spider-Man were the Fantastic Four at one point. Um, but yeah, it, it's she's always been uh, an Avenger, except when she was on Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and then like when she kind of splintered off, and everyone was like, "We should probably kill her because she's too powerful." Like that's always their fucking solution, and it never works mm. out well. Like that whole World War Hulk storyline that I referenced earlier, they were like, "Man, the Hulk is way too powerful. We're gonna shoot him off to a planet that only has like vegetation." But like something happened, and they ended up on another planet. And there's a whole that's a storyline for another day. But um, yeah, like she she was one of those characters that's like, "Oh, she's too powerful to live. We have to kill her." Because what happens if we can't control her? It's like, well, that's well, like anybody. But I mean, her mental state did start to dwindle a lot. Oh, she it deteriorated became, badly. You know, and and they believe. I mean, well, and it, and that is due to a couple of things. Um, uh, having the power of an elder god. Well, like, I mean that. I mean, so she and Vision get married. They have children, and uh, come to find out because a. A powerful sorcerer cannot make life with a robot. She was pregnant. She was. She was. She was pregnant. So it was like an immaculate right. conception. They didn't have the kid yet. But like, but they. She did have children. But come to find out, those children were demons. Okay. See, I heard a different storyline where she had. 
she was pregnant with twins, but somebody that had given her power or somebody that she had uh, battled with or something took her power away, and the power that she uh, lost was the same power that she had used to create the twins within her, and so she lost both of those children. And then Vision had his mind wiped. Well, you know, you have to you have to memory wipe your protocol droid every every now and then. And therefore, because he was no longer Vision, their marriage was annulled, mm-hmm. and that kind of set her. So I think that set her off first. She had a lot and of shit then like go wrong for her. Realizing that her, her the twins and I forget their T names, I believe. Both mittens. beginning with a T. No, not mittens. Um, like, I want to say, like, Timmy and Tommy. Tito and Jermaine. <laughs> Michael and Randy. Um, no, no. Um, let me see. Let me scroll through my notes to see if I can find something real quick. Um, but anyways, yeah, you know, her, her boys, twin boys, you know, turn out to be these demon spawn. And that just kind of sent her into this spiral. And I believe that is what triggered House of M. Yeah. Yeah. She was just like, there was a point where she was like speaking in tongues at, at, at one one time. She was just like, you know, like all spazzed out. And she blacked out and like her powers like, you know, like were going up similar to... Um, Think of uh, uh, Professor X when he was having his seizures in Logan. Uh, similar to that, like they had to like um, incapacitate her somehow because she was almost having like a psionic seizure, but like all her power was coming out and it was just wrecking shit. And that's when they were like, "All right, what happens if she loses control again? The only thing we can do is kill her. Like we'll have to kill her." It's like, "Well, couldn't you try to like you know help her control her?" But nope, kill her. Gotta die, gotta die. That's the it's a comic book, so this is the most uh, most appropriate and uh, most uh, uh, compassionate and humane thing to do. We have to kill her because uh, you know that's just what we do in comic books, and it's usually the Illuminati. It has have comic book characters never heard of therapy? There actually is uh, a. Superhero therapist, his name is Doc Samson, and he was the therapist who helped bring all of Bruce Banner's personalities together. So, there are therapists, and there are people who are brilliant enough to, you know, administer, you know, psychotherapy. But, like, a lot of them, you know, all these guys, uh, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to block out all your memories. And, like, you, you find out, you know, decades later that, you know, oh, this guy blocked my memories out, whether it's Professor X or... or Thomas Scarlet and Wh- William. Yeah, that William, that that T name. That's, yes, Twilliam. <laughs> Tw- Twilliam. <laughs> Twas Twilliam. But those are the names, Thomas and William. Timmy and Willie. But, yeah, there's a... There's a, a Timmy, Tommy... Timmy and Tommy. You, you said Timmy and Willie. I said uh, Timmy and Willie. T- Timmy for Thomas? Yeah. Timmis. Timmis. T- Tomothy. You're freaking Tomothy. Okay, that's what his friends called him. Look, I can't control what happens. Uh, so, 
Yeah, they 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 like really like messed her up mentally like all throughout the entire run of her character like so I, she was always having these tragic things happen to her yeah and i think that's kind of where we're headed as far as and i i, I love the fact that they are doing stuff with these secondary characters as far as the mcu goes yeah they're so, not the headliners they're not the a team you but- know we're getting um the winter soldier and Bucky, Bucky, and Falcon. Sam and Bucky together (laughs) again at last. Uh, You know, and and they're you know Loki is getting his own show too, which I'm really excited for, and we're probably going to have to do an episode of Loki. Loki is a a very popular character. Scarlet Witch is popular, but again, because you're losing your A team, Cap, Iron Man, you don't have your A team. Like those are your number one, like. And Thor. Well, I think Thor is, is still around, but like three three guys got trilogies. Cap, Iron Man, and Thor. Right. Like Thor's Thor not gonna is have... the weakest because Dark World was terrible. Um, you know, comparatively speaking, it was terrible. But Cap had the best trilogy. Well, and Thor's not gonna have another standalone film. I know yes. he's I know he's getting another film, There's two. but it's not going to be just Thor anymore. Like you can't have just one character in these films anymore. Right. Well, they it's haven't a, done it's that a vehicle for to, ten years. You know, introduce secondary characters. Betamax Bill. Betamax Bill. I'm Love so... and Thunder. Love and Thunder is the fourth film that's coming out, and as Guardians of the Galaxy. Betamax. They're starting to introduce cosmic characters, which is where the multiverse thing is going to come out. Because we already saw a bit of the multiverse with not only the quantum realm, which showed uh, Kang's sunken city or, or quantum tiny city, uh, and Kang is Franklin Richards, who is the son of uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm, Mister Fantastic and the Invisible Woman, who we haven't seen yet, but other big bad cosmic threats, Kang the Conqueror. Dormammu, Annihilus, uh, Galactus, and to a lesser extent, he's not a, 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 a <laughs> Dormammu. <laughs> Is Galactus going to eat Uranus? <laughs> it's entirely possible. Uh, and Doctor Doom, who, again, is not a cosmic threat, but he is a guy who is incredibly dangerous he's an incredibly dangerous villain um not quite to the level of these cosmic threats like thanos or galactus or an interdimensional threat like dormammu but we've gotten uh, we're getting to that point where you know we're we've sh- we've seen the celestials we've seen you know all these different uh we've seen ego the living planet and I think what's going to happen with WandaVision, it's going to tie into um, the next uh, Spider-Man movie as well, because we're going to see again. It's going to be similar to like a live-action Spider-Verse, because yeah, of I, I think all the people that they've got going WandaVision on. WandaVision and Spider the Spider Wanda WandaVision, WandaVision, and I was going to say WandaVision and Spider-Verse, and it just 
came out. It's kind of melded together. Um, that's going to lead into the Willy new Wanda. Doctor Strange film, the multiverse, and multiverse that's going to, which I believe is set to come out next year. Yeah, twenty two. Uh, so, and I think that's going to kind of open up this whole new universe. Yeah. Um, well, like that's. You know, like like the next the next. That's going to be the threat is closing the multiverse because there is, if I remember correctly, so there's a group in Marvel Comics called uh, the Illuminati, and it's uh, somebody we haven't seen yet, but it's been hinted at. Uh, Namor the Submariner, Iron Man, Mister Fantastic, Professor X, uh, and with Deadpool coming along into the MCU. Uh, that's going to be interesting because that means X-Men, that means mutants. Um, it's also uh, Black Panther, which will probably be Shuri at this point. Uh, or they, they might not do it. Doctor Strange. And these guys are like the brain trust. They're the smartest people alive. They come around and they decide on certain things. And one of the things that they have to decide is there is a planet that is coming through a, a multiversal tear and it is going to crash into Earth. So they use the Infinity Gauntlet, which they have, and they're just kind of like holding in case of an emergency. They use the Infinity Gauntlet to destroy the other planet and essentially commit genocide. So this is what I'm talking about with this one group that's like, oh, we don't know how to handle this. Uh, it's like you have the Infinity Gauntlet. You can literally do anything. They're like, oh, yeah. We can literally do anything. Well, got to kill them all. Like, that's their solution to everything, and it never works out. <laughs> Something terrible always fucking happens. So there's uh, there's also something to be said uh, for the fact that Disney has announced that the Alien franchise is now a part of the Marvel Cinematic or the of Marvel Comics at any rate. So might we see some Xenomorph action? That would be interesting, even if it's just like a quick glimpse, like, oh, here are all these different things. So we're gonna see, I think, the slow descent into madness of Wanda Maximoff. Them trying to stop her and have that kind of spill over into the MCU stuff. So I think they're really trying to kind of um, tie all of this together in order to force people to get Disney+. Plus. I know, mean, there's that, yes. It's kind of like what they did with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they brought back Phil Coulson after killing him in the Avengers. They had brought him back and had him do stuff. And, like, the whole kree Skrull thing was on... Uh, was on Agents of Shield, and our our, our good friend uh, Dominic Pace played a uh, Cree warrior um, on that show. He, uh, if you didn't watch the show, you didn't know the stuff that was going on with the Cree and the Skrulls for uh, what's her name there, um, Captain Marvel. But then there's the whole Cree Skrull stuff that they touched on in Captain Marvel and never talked about since. I mean, they've they've talked about Kree stuff. Where like the first thing we saw from the Kree was Guardians of the Galaxy with Ronan the Accuser. So there's a lot of stuff going on that a lot of loose ends and things that they can really 
um, really kind of like sink their teeth into and start using the uh, multiverse and Wanda's powers to uh, to put on full display. Because mm-hmm. I think she is going to be the villain in the multiverse of madness. Like there's going to be, if she's not the primary antagonist, she'll be a secondary antagonist. Like, hey, Scarlet Witch did this. Now we have to, you know, kind of like in Age of Ultron. It's like, all right, well, we have all these, like, smaller Ultron robots and, like, a floating continent that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But, you know. No, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that's why they are, I don't say not rushing to get WandaVision out, but I think WandaVision, you know, it needs to come out so it can set up the next chapter of this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Think of it as like a bridge movie, like, you know, um, an Ant-Man or... Because uh, there's an Ant-Man 3 coming out. But think of like, you know, an Ant-Man or, you know, one of these other standalones. I do love that they're turning this into a series instead of just giving it a a film, you know, a, a couple-hour film. I always They're going to be able to kind of flesh out this character a little bit more. Well, I always say that if you're trying to really... Um, give a character like a lot of development and give uh, a storyline a lot of play and show everything that's going on um it's better to do it with a series mm-hmm. like a mandalorian movie like what we saw the last two years there's no way we would have been able to oh, abso- get all of that absolutely emotion and all of that uh storyline and character development in a movie so not only are they going to give more screen time to this, you know, secondary character who is a beloved comic book character. There are a lot of Scarlet Witch fans out there. Um, but, you know, in doing that, set up the next step. And I think that doing these series is such a good job, especially right now where not a lot of people have the opportunity to get to the theater you yeah. Know. Plus, like you said, it gets pe- more people invested in Disney Plus, where you have not only all of these great Star Wars series that are set to come out over the next couple of years, but all of these MCU series that we've known about that are set to come out this year. Like, there's there's definitely some uh, some upcoming stuff that I don't know how it's going to tie in. I'm guessing. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm guessing that the Falcon Winter Soldier series, because those guys aren't powered and they wouldn't fit in in this universe. It's like, oh, we have guns. Yeah, great. Uh, I imagine we'll see uh, Rhodey or Happy, one of those guys, uh, or some of the minor or secondary characters from, uh, or maybe even Justin Hammer. That'd be great because I fucking love Sam Rockwell. But some of the characters from the Iron Man stuff, uh, maybe, uh, what's her name? Agent Carter's uh, niece that Steve made out with. Was it Agent 13? Yeah, but I forget who the actress was. Kind of looked like Rosamund Pike, but it's not Rosamund Pike. Um, but anyways, like I think that's going to connect to Black Widow. I think we're going to see a connection to Black Widow from that uh, from that series. And when you start dealing with powers that are... Uh, or, or characters with greater 
you know, uh, reality warping, you know, cosmic threat level powers, you know, like somebody like a, a Scarlet Witch or um, what's her name, Captain Marvel. That's when you're going to see like more characters involved and like more theatrical and larger set pieces and storylines and events because you know it's it's not going to be like like Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to have a lot of really cool fight scenes with guns and like cool gadgets and uh some awesome martial arts stuff mm-hmm. we're not going to see you know people shooting energy blasts out of their hands you know or you know using you know, magic as much as we will in the Scarlet Witch series. So each one of these things, it's it works on its on its own, but like it also works to set up different aspects of the MCU. I mean, if you're going to I think we're going to see Hawkeye in some of this um, in some of the Avengers stuff uh, and, and actually both of these two series, I think we'll see Hawkeye. Um, because Hawkeye was somebody that, you know, not like imprinted, but like was there to help Wanda and uh, in in Sokovia in Age of Ultron. And what's his name died saving him. Uh, Quicksilver died saving uh, Hawkeye. But Hawkeye also is on the same level like power wise because he's just a guy who has a specific skill with Falcon and Winter Soldier and he has ties to uh, Natasha so and he has his own show coming out Mm -hmm. so I think we're going to see a heavy dose of uh, Hawkeye because he did make the point uh, Jeremy Renner did and it was a valid point they've won every battle that he was in the only time they lost when they lost to Thanos was he wasn't there every other battle that they were that he was there they won they won every single time they he beat Loki he beat uh Ultron like every time he was there they won so and we'll see what happens but you know he's a character that I think that I think will help uh bridge the gap I don't think we'll see other than like the Hawkeye stuff we'll see too much crossover in the uh WandaVision series and the um the uh, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier series, like there, there's obviously going to be some crossover because it's all the same universe, and they have to be like, "Hey, do you remember Stark Industries? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you remember Oscorp? Like that would be cool if they introduced Oscorp or the uh, the Essex Corporation that they hinted at a few times in the uh, Fox uh, X Men universe, but I I can't see them doing much as far as. Uh, you know, crossing those two shows over. You know, I think I I think the common thread is going to be, uh, what's his name there, Hawkeye. I would not expect to see Benedict Cumberbatch in Wandavision, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Wong. because uh, you know that dude does a lot he's he's a star but he's not like an a-list star like benedict is well i mean here's the thing disney has money disney has money to pay disney doesn't have as much money as they did two years ago because of covid and because of not being able to release their movies in theaters so 
and this is our this is already done and shot. Uh, so maybe they get, but I can't like. There's got to be a reference to him, but I don't think he's gonna be in it. Like obviously, like somebody will mention Doctor Strange and they'll talk about it, and it'll be like in Spider Man. Well, where's this guy? Oh, he's over there. And where's this guy? Oh, he's down there. And what about him? Oh, well, he's uh, managing a Dairy Queen. Like you know, he's unavailable. Like. <laughs> They'll mention these characters because that's what these movies do. They have to give a reason. It's like, why aren't all the Avengers here? Well, here's the reason why. You know, like, oh, we have this terrible threat. What can we do? You know, like in every solo movie, like, mm-hmm. oh, Thor 2. Like, oh, all these terrible things are happening and the world's going to end. Where's Iron Man and the Hulk? Oh, don't worry about it. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, even like in Avengers, that wasn't a big enough emergency to uh, to contact. Uh, what's her name? Carol to come help. Like, no, 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 that that's not a big enough emergency. Thanos, that's an emergency. And what about a, a fleet of sentient robots that were, you know, trying to wipe out humanity? No, we got this. We got a guy that can run real fast. And we got <laughs> and we got another guy that's like, you know steampunk robin hood like we've got we've got it he got a guy that can shoot arrows oh and he literally says that he's like you know we're on a a flying continent there's robots and i've got a bow and arrows none of this makes sense (laughs) oh but if you just say that then everything's okay they made a joke about it so they're aware so they can do whatever they want yeah um so Final final thoughts on what you expect from WandaVision, because I've talked a lot about what I think, but I'm a little I bit more well-versed than you. I expect to be highly entertained, honestly. Like, I'm really excited for this, not, because, not, uh, not only because, you know, I'm really drawn to this character in the MCU, but the fact that, you know, it's it's a culmination of all of these sitcoms that I grew up watching. You oh, see a bunch, nod to Lucy. yeah, you need you see nods to I Love Lucy. You see nods to Bewitched. You see nods to the Brady Bunch. You see nods to all of these classic. Well, if they didn't do Bewitched, like yeah, you know. I, I I know right. Uh, all of these classic sitcoms that you know I I loved and grew up with. You know, so I'm really looking forward to just kind of delving into this universe and kind of going along for the ride. You know, I'm I'm interested in what prompts the Scarlet Witch to wear her Scarlet Witch costume. I am happy to see Paul Bettany back, and I was very happy to see him with his red and green vision outfit, which I was going to show you because I had the. Oh, I was saying that's another here. thing too. I'm a I huge of fan of Paul Bettany. I've loved him ever since I saw A Beautiful Mind. I was going to say Beautiful Mind. Charles is watching the baby. <laughs> um, and then he was in A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. I haven't seen that. Oh my God! I know you Bobby have not is in it. seen A Knight's Tale. I know. Oh, Bobby we need to rectify it. that immediately. It is so good. I was obsessed with that film for the longest time. Uh, but Paul Bettany is in it, and he's he is kind of like the uh, he's a I forget the robot. Like a, no, he's not a robot in A Knight's Tale. Um, it's 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 it's. You would. You have to pay attention. He's a squire. Kind of like he's the one who does. Like he announces the. 
he's like a scribe he does a, bu- a he's so he's so good like he's uh it, it's I, I i don't want to say too much because you haven't seen it mark so i don't want to give too much mark away. eddie is in it he played robert baratheon in yes. game of thrones like the entire cast is just except for like i think it's shannon sossaman like she's all right isn't that uh, like they do like all the like they they do like we will rock you at one yes. point like they do all these like contemporary songs yes but that, like the story itself is so good, and I've like, seen Heath pieces Ledger of it. I just haven't seen the whole thing. Just, uh, I know he hurts his shoulder perfect. at one point. He's perfect. Like he's not a knight, obviously, but he fights as a, he pretends to be a knight. He fights as a knight, and he's really good at it. And he he gets together this like ragtag team of of people to kind of serve. Um, as, as his squires his, and his, yeah, his yeah, retinue, you know, you know, and and in turn, like, gives them a purpose, gives them, you know, uh, a, a family, so to speak, and it's 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 really good. But yeah, I I'm really excited for uh, Paul Bettany to get work. <laughs> I mean, I know he's done some stuff, but you know, yeah, I'm the, sure the he's MC, hurting. Well, I mean, he's between also, him and Jennifer Connelly. I know, like, Mister Mister Jennifer Connelly. I know they're they're just they're just uh, who hurting for work. Who took over his role in the MCU? Yeah, like a lot of folks nepotism. Don't, a lot of folks <laughs> don't realize this because when Spider Man got his new suit and he's got like the female voice. That's, That's Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly because yes. they couldn't get Jarvis back because Paul Bettany was a dude now, also dead. But uh, so they they probably could have gotten him back. But yeah, I I adore him. I think I have had a little crush. You on know him what else he was good time. in? The replacements with Keanu Reeves. Yes, I forgot he was. Is he? He in was that? the kicker. He's in that. He was like the oh the, the Cockney kicker guy. Who was always uh, they they had the big bar fight and you know who else was in it? John Favreau, who played the uh, the uh, linebacker, the fullback, the fullback. Remember what I told you about hitting red? Yeah, forget it. <laughs> so, those are some of our predictions for what's going to happen in Wandavision based on some of the storylines in the comic books. Now. Do I think she's going to uh, bang Quicksilver while Wolverine's watching? Highly unlikely. Probably not the storyline that they're going to go with. But, uh, you know, multiverse, you never know. It uh, it could happen. But uh, I think this is a good place to wrap up, so we're going we're gonna to do that. Let us know your thoughts, and if you're excited about WandaVision, and when you watch it, uh, let us know. We'll, have, uh, we'll create a little Throwdown Thursday group. That wasn't him in The Replacements. Who was it? Who's the British guy? Who's the British guy that was the kicker? Reese Iffens? Iffens? Oh, Reese Iffens. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, he was. Uh, That's why I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. I didn't you know think why? he was in the replacements. He was in. He played uh, the lizard in the Spider Man movie. and it. But he sounds and kind of resembles Paul Bettany. A, a, a little bit. Reese Iffens. A little bit. Yes. 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 My mistake. He was Kurt Connors slash the lizard. Um, sorry. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know your your thoughts and predictions. And uh, you know, we'll maybe we'll look into uh, creating like a little side group to discuss or a thread in the um, in the what call it. And uh, yeah. So we'll be we'll be right back. We have uh, a new battle. We have uh, 
some other fun stuff for you. And uh, Fun stuff. Yeah, so we'll be right back. Greetings, weary adventurer. Do you have a taste for the exotic? Do regular snacks no longer provide the thrill ye seek? Would ye rather eat a cod piece than another boring candy bar? Then it's time for ye to sink your teeth into Mythical Meats Exotic Game Sticks. Mythical Meats offers a wide variety of exotic flavors based on creatures of legend to give ye a snack experience of epic proportions. Like it hot? Try the Spicy Creatures Sample Pack, featuring dragon, chupacabra, and werewolf. More in the mood for something a bit milder? Try the Creatures of the Sky Sample Pack, with Pegasus, Griffin, and Phoenix. Can't decide on which one you want? Why not try the Exotic Flavor Sample Pack, featuring all ten flavors, so you can find your favorite. Go to mythicalmeats.com to see the full selection of flavors and place your order. All orders over $49 get free two-day shipping. Mythical Meats Exotic Game Snack Sticks. So good, they're legendary. Hi, I'm Dominic Pace, star of Sci-Fi Channel's Megalodon. This is Emma. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. Hey guys, this is James Thomas, director of Megalodon. Hi guys, this is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. And you're listening to Patsy the Angry Nerd and Ashes Von Nightmare. And you're listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast. And you are listening to Throwdown Thursday. And you're listening to Throwdown Thursday. And you're listening to Throwdown Thursday. And you're listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast. So I hope you enjoyed that and found it to be uh, informative and found it to uh, maybe pique your career your curiosity. Uh, <laughs> you were good for some of the uh, the comics, or uh, you know, if you haven't already been uh, interested in checking out the show, maybe now you are. Because um, that would be uh, that would be awesome. Like you know, we're all missing the the Marvel stuff. We're all missing the uh, the movies that we didn't get last year. We didn't get any. Marvel films last year. No. All it was the first year. In like a fucking, since 2008. In over a decade that we didn't have any type of Marvel Cinematic Universe we stuff. We were used to one to three films a year. And 
last year we got nothing. We didn't get any TV shows. Like all the shows that were supposed to happen didn't happen. We got Mulan, live action, depressing Mulan. Yay, Mulan! But we didn't get uh, the the fun stuff that we wanted to get. Um, you know, but I guess uh, you know based on what we were talking about a couple weeks ago with like the stuff that we're looking forward to this year. Um, we're getting a lot of the movies that we didn't get, you know, Shang-Chi and Morbius and Venom and, you know, all the... I think Black the, Widow's coming out this year. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to try to come up with other stuff besides uh, Black Widow because we mentioned Black Widow already. When are we going to see Blade? Is that is that next year? Mahershala Ali, yes. From what I've understood from reading different things... Uh, everybody fucking loves that movie, and Mahershala Ali is, uh, sorry, Academy Award winner Mahershala mm-hmm. Ali is amazing in it. But I mean, he's a fantastic actor. I even loved his his character in the the uh, back and forth he had with Walton Goggins and Predators. Like that shit was a lot of fun. So, uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely am looking forward to to that one. But. Uh, you know what it's time for, for the first time this year? <gasps> is it what I think it is? It's time for a new battle. New battle! And a new battle means... The battle theme! And we can't have the battle theme without... Without our good friends, Enchanted Exile. So this week we are throwing down must be the season of the witch. Which witchy woman has the power to take out her opponents and be the last witch standing? Witch, please. No muscle, just magic. Sandbox, Gallows Hill in Salem, Massachusetts. And for those who don't know, Gallows Hill is where the hangings occurred in Salem during the witch trials. Very cool, I think. Um, So... What's what's the uh, stipulations here? Well, I just gave you the stipulations. I'm going to tell you who you can That's choose from. That's what I meant, like the, the, the combatants. If you stopped cutting me off and let me speak. I was complimenting on how cool your, uh, your idea was. So we have Scarlet Witch, obviously, versus Bellatrix Lestrange from the Harry Potter universe, versus Sabrina Spellman from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the Netflix series, not Sabrina Spellman from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Those are two completely different Sabrina Sabrinas. Sabrina explains it all. Yes. Two completely different Sabrinas with different skill sets. And if you've seen the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, you know. You know. Um, versus Maleficent from the animated Sleeping Beauty. Again, not Maleficent from the Maleficent live-action films, but the Mistress of Evil herself from Sleeping Beauty. Very cool. So again, in case you forgot, it's Scarlet Witch versus Bellatrix Lestrange versus Sabrina Spellman versus Maleficent. No muscle, just magic. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be interesting because there's a couple of... Uh, Some pretty talented sorceresses in this lineup. 
Yes. Uh, I'm not overly familiar with uh, Sabrina. Uh, well, she's the daughter of Satan, so. Yeah, but I mean, you know. She's, she's, she's pretty powerful Stan. in her own right. Oh, different Stan. Different guy. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody's pretty strong, pretty powerful. Uh, it might come down to ruthlessness and the disregard just for ability else. you know uh sometimes it's maturity it with yeah sometimes it's maturity with ability people who know what they can do uh yeah yeah um mental state yeah i, I think it's uh whoever has the best control over their powers because uh, we see that in star wars all the time you know it's not necessarily the most powerful force user but uh, the one who has the best control over their abilities. So So uh, you mentioned a raffle earlier. I did. So uh, I was going to show it to the camera, but we're not on camera. So we are raising money to get some new equipment and some new, uh, some new stuff. You know, there's some different programs that we want to we want to do we are considering getting a patreon i actually had someone reach out to me today and say hey do you have a patreon because i'd like to contribute so uh we are going to be putting together a patreon in the coming weeks uh we're just hammering out the final details there'll be different tiers for as low as a dollar you can help influence the show so we're gonna just throw that out there but for the time being we are raffling off a uh a unique piece of new england sports memorabilia uh, if you are a hockey fan or a football fan, uh, you might want this in your collection. Uh, this is a Patriots mini helmet, uh, the speed variety of mini helmet. You know, uh, that's the style of helmet that uh, a lot of a lot of folks wear now. It's not like the classic, just complete smooth helmet. It's got like the different. Uh, you know, grooves and indentations on it that make it look a little uh, more futuristic and cool. Obviously, there are pictures posted in the Facebook group, so you can uh, see all the details there as well. Um, it is a Patriots helmet signed by former Bruins captain Zdeno Chara. Um, I've looked everywhere, and I've only been able to track down three of these. Uh, this was offered by Your Sports Memorabilia out of Florida. Uh, which is a very reputable company. This comes with uh, two forms of authenticity, both the uh, certificate of authenticity that will be tucked into the bottom of the box, as well as the personalized athlete hologram. And this is considered priceless at this point because there is no way you can get something like this ever again. Right. He no longer plays for Boston. I mean, I suppose he if you will no longer be signed. If, you... if you specifically went to Zdeno Chara with a Patriots helmet for him to sign, if he was doing like an event or a press thing, yes. But that... how, when is that going to happen? Exactly. Uh, it, there won't be any more of you know him going saying hey here's my uh, you know i'm i'm uh i'm doing a signing event all right we'll sign this bruin stuff sign this you know patriot stuff sign a red Sox hat you know you won't see that um so this is what we're doing it's five dollars uh five dollars a spot with a maximum of 15 spots because we don't want people going nuts and buying 200 spots. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't hate if you gave us $1,000, but we're also not looking to make anybody, you know, broke and destitute. So for uh, $5, and all it takes is one spot. I've won entries with one spot, and other people have put uh, 
tons of uh, tons of time and energy into it. You know, look at Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He bought one candy bar. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. So for as little as five dollars, you have the opportunity to win a uh, a very awesome piece of memorabilia, and it's small enough it can go into any any uh, any workspace or, or or you know kids' bedroom or your bedroom or you know put it up on the mantle. You know something to show off to the to the folks that come over. Uh, if you are a hockey fan, a football fan. Uh, you appreciate the uh, history of the game, you know. Give it a shot. Um, I think this thing is is really fucking cool. Um, like I said, all the pictures and everything will be up on the uh, the website as uh, the sorry the Facebook group as well, including uh, how to uh, how to win and where to uh, send money. So we can you can do PayPal, you can do Venmo. Either one works. Uh, we're going to put together, I have a spreadsheet that I've put together with everybody's name. We're going to put everyone's name into a uh, a wheel, randomize it. We'll, we'll shake it up a bunch of times and, uh, you know, uh, shuffle up all the names on the wheel and then spin it for 60 seconds and wherever the computer tells us it lands, that's who is going to win. We're going to draw this Sunday live in the Facebook group, uh, You Sunday the 17th of January. So you have until 6 p.m., Sunday, January 17th, uh, and then I will go through, uh, make sure I have everything set up correctly and where it's supposed to be, and uh, I will then, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, go live, do the raffle, uh, and announce the winner. So, you have until uh, Sunday. So I think that's... Uh, that's pretty much it. We've got some uh, some fun and exciting stuff coming up for you. We've got some uh, some interesting guests. Uh, we're working on scheduling a whole bunch of stuff. So, you know, stay tuned. Ashes, do you have anything else you would like to add? Everything's coming up Millhouse. Everything is coming up Millhouse. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. So, yeah, check out the... the the Facebook group, you know, see what's going on. Give us your thoughts on uh, WandaVision and everything else that... Yes, uh, you know I will... As soon as I come home on Friday, before watching the latest episode of Drag Race, you know I'm going to be sitting down to watch WandaVision. So uh, if you want to have discussions about things, you know, shoot us messages personally, or you can, you know, hit us up on the Facebook group, on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, wherever we are... There we are. Yeah, wherever <laughs> we go, there we are. So with that being said, we will see you next Thursday.